0: like a Tom Cruise film and I just <laughs> had to have my pumpkin spice caramel damn corn. My, my buddy my friend just need
1: to know my friendship won't end my body. welcome the girls who came to sugar Bakers, where nerds and platonic life partners aaron and leslie watch episodes of designing women then recap review and share other fun things related to the show i'm leslie and i'm aaron i had my microphone Mm -hmm. like at the ready Mm -hmm. like a wand during the (laughs) silence because i didn't want it in my face so i just like (laughs) held it up and i'm like am i gonna some harry potter stuff
0: you held it up like when dumbledore died spoilers like when they had the no not like I mean
1: not up up but like oh. I mean my elbow was still on the couch but then I just had it like straight up away from my face oh. I was like ah oh, holding, holding the wand <laughs>
0: <laughs> is, is that the only thing that we hold like that holding the wand.
1: <laughs> no, I'm sure there are like 8 million other things, but oh. nerd over here. That's the first thing that I get
0: to. I'm so like bleak. I'm like, oh like with the with the lights and the with the death and the hmm? <laughs> Yeah, oh you mean it's when like, oh. everyone
1: dies? Hmm?
0: No. Uh, <laughs> no. Weirdo chaplain Hospital weirdoness. Um <laughs> This is recording. People are going to have to listen to this nonsense. Speaking of, we will we'll go ahead and address, as I talked about before, that when Leslie is going over what happens in last week's episode that we watched, um, the proxy pig, uh, I am <laughs> eating caramel corn because it's so You're fascinating.
1: Into it.
0: You're into the last week's episode. It was like, you know, it was like watching Die Hard. I was like, I gotta eat my popcorn. And (laughs) And with the bag, okay, the microphone was like right by my face like it is right now. The bag was super far away. We're going to say like maybe two and a half, three feet or something like that. You know, I know I have short arms, but it was definitely far away. But it sounds like I am dipping the microphone into the bag every time. And I am so sorry because like I had eaten on the podcast before and it has never been not that much like it'll be like I need some crackers right now or something random and like it's never an issue but this was ridiculous I listened back and I was like no just stop (laughs) just don't do it like I had no idea and I was also like kind of crunchy too and i was just so mad at myself for the record the culprit was the pumpkin spice caramel corn from Trader joe's it is delicious and it has like roasted pumpkin seeds in it it's very good but and i don't know why i wasn't even hungry i was just like (laughs) i'm just in it so sorry about that everybody the loudest crinkly thing ever every few minutes and I'm just like mm-hmm, like talking to you just
1: <laughs> yeah because I like, guess we were recording I did not notice it at all no like, I couldn't hear it right like on Skype it must all. have just been from my recording that it was like picking it up or something.
0: oh hold yeah. on I kind of wonder if it was being picked up by another microphone that was like in my computer because my computer was closer to the bag than the microphone of my oh, face maybe
1: so, And you know yeah. what? Sometimes Audacity um, <clears> defaults <throat> to microphone array, which is like oh. whatever microphones are available. Yeah,
0: because it sounded closer than my face microphone. And I was like, why is this going on? But I bet the bag was relatively near the actual computer. And that yep. was, okay. So no food mystery solved. is being eaten currently at all. <laughs> There's a water bottle beside me. At all. At all. Oof! Sorry, guys.
1: Um, how about uh, would you like me to talk about holidays? Holidays, ho, oh, holidays, oh, holidays!
0: Oh man, it's been a while since we've talked about that. Um, mm-hmm. so the first one is National Grouch Day that we love because yes, we're both grouchy,
1: right? So grouchy. <laughs> I know I am. Yeah, I don't know if you are. What but I know you, I am. I think.
0: I think we're.
1: I don't, like, I don't get that coming across when we talk. I don't know.
0: I think most people are internally like... grouchy.
1: Yes. You've
0: been around me grouchy before, because I've been like, sorry, I was grouchy, like, later. Or, like, sorry, I'm grouchy right now. Like, can't <laughs> you think about times that we, we like, spent, like, every winter I don't know. I guess I don't think about it. I, it. I guess it just kind of gets rolled in. If it's someone you love and you're not, like, a, too annoyed by their grouchiness, yeah. then it's okay. And I felt that, And we don't tend to, like, fight or attack each other, so I guess that's all right.
1: Right. And we're never like, it's not that we're grouchy about each other yeah. even when we're grouchy. It's like outside forces. So yeah. it's like, there's a mood, but it's not directed at each other.
0: Yeah, which is kind of nice. Like if I ever do yeah. get married to like a person that's like another, not you, I would like for it to be, like, I've got, <laughs> I'm already married to you, set. But if I ever get married to like someone else, I would like the same type of thing. But it's like, it would be nice. You know, where it's like, we're allowed to get grouchy and like be annoyed by situations yeah. and even potentially annoyed by each other in a situation but like just not attack
1: each other <laughs> exactly yeah it's very nice because then you feel like like you don't have to put on or you don't have to like pretend to be in a good mood if you're not yeah
0: because
1: yeah, yeah that's nice. It's, nice it's comforting um the other one that both of us were
0: confused by until i actually read it, it is white cane <laughs> safety day and we're like white yep. cane and i was like it's what like blind people that? i could tell by the picture and then you're when you're like what what um, but the uh, actual little blurb is pretty cool. It says, since 1964, White Cane Safety Day has been a national observance in the United States. This day has been set aside to celebrate all of the achievements of people who are blind or visually impaired and the important symbol of blindness and tool of independence, the white cane. So I think that's a pretty cool thing. That's pretty cool. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, and I actually thought about it. Did I talk about so you were on the show. I must've talked to somebody about last weekend. Oh my gosh. No, I didn't. This is going to be a side. I'm sorry. But, um, last weekend when I was on call at the hospital, uh, and it was like, I was driving to work on Saturday. I was like, did not want to work. I'd already done it overnight. And it was like, I think probably an accident when my supervisor found out that I had worked two in one weeks, like, and actually just so quickly, like within 72 hours, she was like, what? It was not on purpose, but I was kind of cranky, talking so about grouch, having to go on Saturday night. So, what I did is I was like, listening to good music, drinking a milkshake, wearing my sunglasses, driving it. I was like, I'm gonna enjoy the as long of this day as I can before I'm working. Mm-hmm. And then, since I wear like prescription sunglasses from Zenny, shout out, um, shout I was out. wearing those. And then I put my regular glasses in like my glasses case, put it on the seat beside me. Normally I just have thrown it in the bag for some reason I didn't and so when I grabbed my like overnight bag and was like walking to work and I'm still wearing my sunglasses because the sun was still out I get to work and I realize I don't have my sunglasses and I'm like ah oh, crap no. I, I know right and I'm sorry all the way around I don't have my regular glasses I'm wearing my sunglasses and so I'm like oh, okay well I'm just gonna just wait this out because just see, I'll see like I see well <laughs> enough that if I got paid I could go to uh, to some, to an event and, and be fine. And I was like just like, okay, I'll go when I'm, like, ready to get dinner. Because I think I was doing something else at the time. I don't remember what it was. Um, I was like, I'll go when I have to, you know, get dinner, and, and I'll walk down to my car. So I did. I walked to my car, but I didn't realize it was already sundown by this time. So I kept on my prescription <laughs> sunglasses the whole walk at night. Of the night. Yeah. Oh, I did tell you about this. The whole walk to my car, forgot my car keys and, and then I, <laughs> so I was like, oh crap, never mind, I'm just gonna go, and I actually missed the window of the cafeteria being open, because it was a Saturday night, and I forgot they open. oh sorry, that they closed earlier on Saturday nights, because it's been a while since I worked on a Saturday night, so I had to walk back out and get dinner, and, um, this whole time, like, I kept, like, going through, like, almost, like, crossing streets, like, very big intersections with sunglasses on, <laughs> and it's, like, 8 30 at night, completely dark, and I was going through, like, patches of, like, <laughs> dark sidewalk with sunglasses on and I thought people maybe they think I'm blind and that I just don't like have sunglasses on because you know people sometimes when they're blind they just wear sunglasses all the time Um, and I was like oh but I also don't have like a dog or a cane with me (laughs) and I'm just like walking it doesn't really look like I don't know where I'm going so that's what that made me think of the fact that like I did I actually had this thought that I was like maybe people will just think I'm blind instead of weird and I was like, oh, but how am I walking so efficiently in the complete darkness right now without,
1: like, so efficient. like being, like, outside? Like,
0: of course, if you're blind and you know certain areas, you can kind of, like, be fine. But, like, not walking around, like a, like, a neighborhood in Los Angeles. That seems a little bit weird. Without something. Like, a, a cane or a dog or a person or other means, I guess. So, here we <laughs> go. So, that, that's this week. Did you have a sugar-baker moment?
1: Um, I'm still watching my horror movies. Yeah. So that's what have been the highlights so far? Um, um, so far Under the Shadow was really good. The Witch. Oh yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Oh, like the original? L- mm-hmm. Like from yeah, the I'd Black, and Black and White? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Lady in White yeah. from the eighties was really good. Wow, you have a lot. Uh, the Legend of Hell House, huh? You have a lot. Yeah, the Legend of Hell House was would have been fine. Mm-hmm, um, but... but it's the first film to ever show a ghost having sex with a lady person. Okay. It didn't need that. Uh, okay. It really. It didn't. Part of the plot line was that this um, spirit haunting the house had been a sex addict no, in real life and like sakes. this is not wait, wait, based on like truth 1970
0: oh my god what? okay
1: yeah like none of that was necessary no. um and then the woods that i watched yesterday was fun it wasn't good but it <laughs>
0: was fun. i when i saw the the uh picture poster for that i'm like i might have seen that one. what year is that from
1: the yeah. woods 2006 oh, it has patricia clark i so. know it's the
0: great part hmm. maybe not yep but it seems like one I was And, I
1: mean, it was about plants and stuff, but spoilers, it was better than The Happening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Leslie, most, most things are better than the Happening. Almost
1: every movie ever made, actually, is better than the Jeez, Happening. Jeez, that movie's so. not
0: good. Although, you know what's so funny? I think about this often. Oh, shoot. I'm going to, like, shift myself in if I didn't just make a very loud sound on the computer. I'm the worst. <laughs> um that... Uh, uh, my roommate who i adore he's very sweet and i love talking to him hang out with him but he is funny because he like never Where'd you go? oh wait am i not there leslie
1: yeah. oh what? there you what are happened? you weren't for a second
0: oh I'm my gosh back. i'm sorry everybody i don't, you don't know, know what you're happened? just gone i didn't say anything before. <laughs> <laughs> sorry um my roommate uh, what do you not you hear me? me
1: you're good go oh ahead. okay no i said hear you. no
0: again i was like oh <gasps> no sorry everybody
1: um, yeah, you cut out again for a second, oh my but God, came back. Stop! What's happening?
0: I don't know. I'm holding the cords and everything. Um, okay, stop moving, Aaron. I remember he's very nice. He often leaves like all the doors open, like all the cabinet doors <laughs> in the kitchen, and I feel <laughs> like he's the happening when right thing think like of this. And I keep wanting to text you that I feel like I'm the mom in The Sixth Sense <laughs> <laughs> when, like, when she like all the doors are open, she closes them. She walks out, <laughs> comes back in, <laughs> and like little <laughs> Angel just sitting at the table, <laughs> like ain't hey, no damn thing that's going on. Funny. And she's like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Looking for pop What's Pop-Carts. happening?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it cracks me. Is that that's Olivia Williams, right? Huh, I think who? The mom. What? Who, what did you say? In In Six Sense, did you say Olivia Williams? That's Olivia Williams, right? No,
0: it's uh, it's Tony Collette. Yeah, Olivia Williams. Nope oh just kidding she's
1: the other character yeah it's Tony Collette
0: uh <sighs> Olivia Williams yeah I saw it one wife, time right? after someone she's, had told me she's, um, yeah,
1: yeah she's, she's the, the wife, wife yeah. yeah uh yeah I only saw it once after someone told me the ending that so is really, the worst thing like, they ruined it I saw it once that's the one, one movie you don't remember she was in it that's it oh uh-uh. yeah no that's the
0: one movie like you don't right because this what is the damn point give Shyamalan a bone he hasn't had that many hits and that's one good right. one. If you don't know the ending,
1: you know. I know, but if you know the end, you know then the like
0: jacked up. It's,
1: he's he's poor thing. He's a one trick pony. Unbreakable is great, though.
0: Oh yeah, we um, both need to rewatch that. Have you rewatched it since we talked about it? Is really good.
1: No. Don't do it tonight. <laughs> no, I won't. So trying to stay on track with these these horror movies. <laughs> Wait,
0: you've been watching. You've watched so many. How many have you watched?
1: That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's a lot of effort to keep on track. <laughs> I know it is. Wait, how but what number are you at? Um, I'm in the middle of number 17. Oh, good. Okay. You're, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like one and a half ahead good. so far. Got I try to do that on the weekend because the weekdays is kind of hard to yeah. watch a whole movie. Yeah. When I go to bed at like eight o'clock. Oh. Did you have a Sugar Baker
0: moment this I week? I did. Mine's very chaplain oriented. Um, and you already know it. That uh, one of the guys, in fact, the funny thing is, I only met him a month before. I looked in the chart to see when we met. Because he, every time I visited him, he's like, it's been weeks. I was like, oh, I think it's been like four days. You know, or something like that. Like, his concept (laughs) of time was a little bit off because you're just like stuck in the hospital. And it made my concept Mm -hmm. of time off. But actually, it was like a month that we met. But anyway, from the beginning, I met a patient about a month ago who was asking for a Catholic priest, which is a very common ask there. Um, And... I always kind of brace that, like, I'm like, okay, but are they just going to dismiss me because I'm walking in and I'm a woman? <laughs> and they're going to be like, well, you're not a Catholic right. priest. Uh, that's not a Catholic priest. Or are they just going to be like, oh, but she's someone pleasant to talk to, you know, like, or, you know, if, if that's what they want is someone to talk to. Um, he was one of the nicest people I've met in my life, just like most pleasant, mm-hmm. just people that I enjoy being around um, ever, like in and out of chaplaincy, just as a person. So I have uh, like seven or eight units or something like that, and a lot of them are at like pulmonary. They're like within certain levels of like waiting for tr- heart transplants. or you have had a heart attack or whatever, stuff like that. They're all connected and stuff. So I, I met him when he was on one floor. And then, or one unit, and then he got moved to another one of my units as he was waiting for a heart transplant. And that's where he's been for, like, Mm -hmm. a month, is waiting for a heart transplant. And then there was this confusion. Actually, the thing I didn't tell you was there was, like, a weird page that I got that didn't make sense, Mm -hmm. but I had to, like, be giving a a presentation in my group, and it wasn't an urgent thing, or it was. I couldn't tell, and I was, like, late to work, so it was kind of, like, so stressful. And then uh, I get a presentation, and it'd be like, it was like two hours later, and I see another resident. And she says, like, Oh, I ch- don't. She's like, Ignore my other page. I have gotten a page from her within this time that's like, Ignore the other page. I'm dealing with it for you. And I was like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So already that's like teamwork, and it's awesome. She's the advanced resident that's like always helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, anyway, this is a very long s- s- story. I'm sorry. But um, she, she grabs me after. Uh, my meeting is done. It's like two hours later. And, and I knew that like, it wasn't an urgent thing. It's all fine. And she was like, so I checked on him and they were talking about like a Catholic priest who was going to surgery. Uh, but then actually and like, and our Catholic priest has gone and, and seen him and anointed him before surgery and said a prayer and all that stuff. But he did specifically ask for you cause you've worked together and that he wanted to see you mm-hmm. before surgery. Cause he wants to also kind of pray and talk about um, the donor's heart. And I was like, wait, who is this? And she told me the name and I, like, grabbed her and I was like, he got his heart and she was like, and his kidney. Because he needed a heart and kidney. He, he actually had a friend that was offering kidney, but they decided to go ahead and th- there was probably a donor that they could get both from, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I, like, burst into tears. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I've had such weird feelings about, like, like, transplants and stuff lately and there's been all kinds of drama about, like, who gets it, who doesn't and, like, People talk to me sometimes about like, but someone has to die for me to live. And like all these things. Like there's so many, you know, there's so much bureaucracy and like politics around it that's been happening lately. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, where someone I really cared about who's been waiting for a heart and a kidney has gotten a heart and kidney I just burst into tears I was just so happy I was like he's getting it and she's like he did and he asked for you I was like ah <laughs> I was like so happy That's so we cool. just like stood and cried I was like I gotta get this out of my system now because I have a thing about I don't want to yeah cry with people which actually a chaplain asked me afterwards she was like why not <laughs> know like she's like what you're gonna be a robot which is great she has a wonderful beautiful indian accent it's with it too so it was like and she was like really <laughs> like made that comment even like better uh for some reason because it was like so direct i just like loved it and um so that's something else but uh but yeah i um i cried and then i like like went over and i thought that his surgery was at like 2 p.m and it was like 11 30 by this point but it wasn't, it wasn't until seven PM, mm-hmm. so it was fine. Or five or something like that. It was like much oh. later in the day. Oh, it started at five, because that was the thing it was talked about how I was leaving right when he was gonna start his surgery. Um, mm-hmm. and I went and I was like, Hey, so I heard we got some news and I got to meet his wife for the first time and I visited Aww. I visited him like two or three times. Oh no, hold on, more than two. I visited him at least three times by this point. And had a good solid like half hour visits or more. Um, so I know him pretty well because most of the people I see there like the most I get to see someone is twice usually, um, mm-hmm. and, and by this point in time and uh, otherwise, otherwise they <laughs> unfortunately die or they are let out of the hospital usually by the time I would go back mm-hmm. to see him, but, and, but he was just waiting on his heart and he was the only person I've been waiting this long. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I got to meet his wife and it was very sweet because they were saying that their 27th anniversary was like the day after his surgery for his heart. And it was, like, like breaking my heart. And then I told him, I just felt comfortable enough that I was, like, when they told me, like, I burst into tears. And then he started crying. And he was, like, I just want to thank you for being a part of my journey. And I was, like, thank you for letting me be a part of – ju- you stop it. You know, I was, like, just, like, full regular errand. Because like, I have, like, filters. And I try to just behave and be professional. But then I have to – my personality, my heart, and what I'm bringing to this job, too. So sometimes I let it just come out, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that was, like, my sugar maker moment. And then, I guess, like, to tack on, last night my roommate took me to go have street tacos, and that was cool. Tacos. It was, like, a party. Like, he just told me about it. He was, like, this is the best place to go get tacos. And this is a thing here. I knew they have, like, food trucks, obviously. But mm-hmm. LA takes it, like, another damn step. They will set up, basically, like, a full, like, booth. You know, like, it'll be, like, like it's something you see at, like, fairgrounds type of thing. Where this was, like, multiple, Mm -hmm. like, tables long worth of, (laughs) like, they had a, and they have a big spit, Mm -hmm. usually with pastor, spinning on it, and they're, like, shaving it, and they've got, like, all the stuff they put into tacos, and they throw them them in there, and they give them to you, like, a dollar each, and they've, like, made the fresh tortillas, and, like, amazing. And then you go down, and there's, like, horchata, and, like, um uh what was the other that brown stuff that's like good I don't remember the call hmm. I can't remember right now the the fruits that I'm thinking of that they make juice out of that that was there too that I was like oh I like that stuff too um and then they have like mm-hmm. all the like relishes you know like they have the like pico and they have like radishes and they have like cilantro cream and like um, they had like random potatoes, and it was cool that like James was, like got a potato. I like I was like I want a potato, but I was still kind of I was kind of following him around, you know, because I was like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and uh, but it was cool because it was like on a street that's like relatively near me. He ended up driving us there because I was like kind of walking. I don't know what's happening. It was and like that was the only thing on this street was just like people getting tacos, and like they brought chairs and like were sitting in their chairs, so they were like eating at their car and. Um, it was so fun. It had like a good atmosphere and we was like Saturday night. Oh yeah. I know it was like Saturday night. And then he was like, I know you don't really drink, but do you want to go like have a drink? And I was like, Oh, I do sometimes. Like it's just never really been something I do a lot, especially not socially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just wanted to like keep chatting and stuff. So we went and had a drink at the most random music bar I have ever been to. <laughs> it must've been just someone's iPod. It had, I'm not kidding. Like it had death metal and it had Fleetwood Mac in the same span of time. It was like five minutes, you know, or or something like that. I was like, what is happening? Like, it was like bipolar music. Uh, It was hilarious. (laughs) And people were smoking pot outside. I was like, this is the craziest place I've ever been in my life. This place I don't know what to do. So that was also a fun, like sugar baker moment. to have my street tacos. Street tacos is something that, like I I talk about with Jennifer, that we used to, we we were in uh, San Diego, uh, what, five, six years ago? And her and I were the only ones that would eat like street tacos. Everyone's like, "Oh, I don't know what's in that." Oh, you know? <laughs> like we're not, <laughs> doing it. we're like, "No, we're going to, we're going to go get our, our 7-Eleven slurpee, and we're going to get some street tacos, and we're going to enjoy it." You guys are missing out. So missing out. Long sugar bacon moments, long ramblings of caramel corn and six cents and all kinds of stuff. This is the ride with right. us, right? Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to talk about what we watched this week? <laughs>
1: Always. Always.
0: <laughs> yes. What do we watch this week? Um season 4 episode 2. So, weird that we're the weird season 4. Season 4 continues to be the weirdest season so it's far, so weird. and I think that it will just like exponentially get weirder. Continue, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so season 4 episode 2 first aired September 25th, 1989. Still in the 80s, crazy. One night with you. Alright. So TV Guide <laughs> says a terminally ill high school classmate's last wish is to spend one night with a girl of his dreams, Julia. Which hey, good dreams, dude. Um Donald, who is the right? man in question, is played by yeah I know is played by um Ray Bukteneka oh god, hold on, let's focus on this last night for just one second. Hmm Cause B, sure. E N I C A, Buktenica. Buk-t-n-I-K-A. I feel like I should make that smoother, but I can't. Um, and then until <laughs> someone says it for me, I'm like, ah, oh, that's it. Uh, and Mr. Cohen, that's his uh, like lawyer or whatever. It seems like I guess it's his lawyer because
1: it's uh, uh, he works that? for like a Make a Wish type thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's he brought it. Like they don't do adults, but like he brought it to Julia just in case. I
0: thought it was like something like a lawyer that was like, you know, like, like, like this is his dying wish kind of thing because that would make sense more than a make a wish wish grantor. Did you know I was a make a wish wish grantor at one point in my life?
1: Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) Um, I hated it
0: though, actually, because like a lot of parents were really greedy assholes who were just trying to get something
1: oh i'm sure yeah
0: like a lot of times yeah. like the ones where I, the, it was you know where we grew up and um it was it made it broke my heart actually because like the amount of times it was actually about the kid was very small compared to like the parents like yeah. wanting a trip to disney world or something like that and it was like mm-hmm. it was my job as the wish grantor to actually like discern whose wish it was And, like, tell the parents, no. And, like, try to figure out if the kid actually wanted something or if they were going along with it. It was, like, heartbreaking. So I stopped doing it. Make-A-Wish is a wonderful foundation, Um, though. Yeah. People are just horrible sometimes.
1: (laughs) People are just terrible sometimes. But it was fun because
0: I got to do, you know, some fun things, too. Um, Yeah, Mr. Cohen, apparently a -A Make-A-Wish grantor for adults, is played by (laughs) Bruce French. Um, Both the which of these guys I recognized. But from just kind of, like, random 80s things, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like character actors randomly showing up. Yeah.
0: So Leslie, tell us the thrilling synopsis, and I won't eat popcorn <laughs>
1: this time. Uh so we start Sugar mm-hmm. Bakers as per mm-hmm. usual. Um Suzanne is trying to raise money for project literacy and she's on the phone with someone named Charlotte who doesn't want to give her $5,000 nope. and Suzanne gets all passive aggressive. <laughs> And she's like, no, it's totally fine. You know, you don't have to donate this. You should really save that money and get some of that hair taken off your back.
0: Oh, child. I love it.
1: Suzanne is, and like, <laughs> getting to be Charlene's my like, you?
0: favorite, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I never expected Suzanne to be,
1: like, my yeah. queen, but she is. She's amazing. And Charlene asks her if she's being a little bit rough. And Mary Jo's like, yeah, you've been insulting people all morning. <laughs> and Suzanne's like no you don't understand like you have to shame these people I wonder if
0: that was the worst
1: one (laughs) or if there were like other ones or yeah if they were like progressively worse or if she was just like that terrible the whole morning um she's like no you don't get it you have to you have to shame these people they're old rich (laughs) like that's the only way you get anything out of them okay all right and Mary Jo's like, you don't have to explain that to us. Like, we don't spend all of our time in bowling alleys. We do have some experience in with bowling all alleys. French that is such jobs. a specific <laughs> like, reference. reference.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Hmm. And uh, Charlene's like, well, for somebody born into it, you've been getting the shaft uh, all morning. <laughs> And so, to get her back, Suzanne begins to criticize Charlie. And, <laughs> and I love the way morning. she says "peanut," you're not going to get through this episode. I'm going
0: to talk about everything. I love the way she says <laughs> "peanut butter." <laughs> yeah, it's like peanut butter.
1: Sorry. And Charlie's like, "Sorry, I've been eating for two. And Suzanne says, "Well, I happen to be eating for myself when <laughs> I, I wanted, wanted that." Some- oh, that's so funny. <laughs> eating for myself. And Charlie's like, "Here, have it all. Have the rest." And uh, Charlene's trying to be nice and offers to help Suzanne with this charity collecting because she's having problems. Mm -hmm. And then Suzanne starts insulting Poplar Mm -hmm. Bluff by talking about all the hillbillies she could get money from. And Charlene's like, I'm not talking about Missouri. I'm talking about Arkansas. And Suzanne says very sarcastically, oh, well, that's different. Who do you know in Arkansas that'll give me $5,000? And Charlene says, well, I can call Mr. Sam. And And Suzanne says, oh, yeah, he sounds rich. And Charlene's like uh, Sam Walton happens to be the richest man in America I love it. <laughs> And Suzanne has no idea who this is Clearly um, And she's like Richest man in America lives in Arkansas And Mary Jo's like yeah Where have you been And I love this whole bit I gift part of it um, Suzanne says, "Well, is he richer than Donald Trump?" I, oh, and this is the oh I, I love this
0: bit so much; it's so good. Mary
1: Jo says, "Donald Trump couldn't even be Sam Walton's shoeshine boy." I love it. I was like, "Well, if we have any questions about the episode gift, that yep. is it." Um. And so Suzanne continues to ask questions, and Mary Jo explains that Trump just has a really good PR team who bank on people like Suzanne who think that someone like that rich or stylish or smart couldn't possibly live anywhere except for L.A. or New York. Which I kind of responded to. I was like, I have live both those places. (laughs) I am not stylish at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go ahead.
1: And Mary jo says that, you know, Sam Walton is worth $9 billion oh, and she just read it. about it in a Fortune 500 in her dentist's office. And the, the like, the second richest guy is so far behind him, he might as well be living in a trailer park. And Charlene's like, yeah, just let me know if you want me to call him. I'll call Fred Smith, too. And she's like, and if you want, I could call <laughs> Wynn. And Mary Jo's like, as in Rockefeller, no explanation necessary. And Suzanne's like, okay, well, you know, you can just call them all. And you may as well call everybody that you want to who's on Hee Haw, too. Yay, rude. That is
0: real rude.
1: And she's like, while you're at it, you can get me a keynote speaker, too. And Charlene says, I know the perfect person, Bill Clinton. Suzanne, who is Bill Clinton? <sighs> just like He's the governor of Arkansas, Let's think Suzanne. About <laughs> this is like a time capsule.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: I had to go back. I'm like, okay, what year yeah. is this? Got it. Yeah, he's the governor. So it's the 80s. But also, I love how
0: it was like Arkansas. You know, I was like, yeah, Arkansas, yeah. that's where you uh, the house actually is. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Charlene says that, you know, that's his specialty. Like, he's known as the education governor. And Suzanne's like, y'all are just messing with me. And then Julia comes in and she's like, what are y'all talking about? And Suzanne says, don't tell her, I'll do it. Julia, who do you think is the richest man in America? And Julia says, uh, Sam Walton J- Charlene I knows that him. so much uh, and, and Suzanne's like y'all rehearsed this beforehand didn't you you're just trying to mess with me Um, and then Suzanne asks about the Rockefeller in Arkansas and J- uh, Julia's like yes you know when Rockefeller his father used to be governor and now Bill Clinton is the governor they're all friends with Charlene mm-hmm. and Suzanne is now mad because no one told her about all of Charlene's friendships and Mary Jo's like, well, that's because Charlene just likes people to like her for who she is, not who she knows. And <laughs> this part, Suzanne says, you're doing this to me on purpose. You're trying to drive me crazy like that movie Gas Stove. That killed me. Gas <laughs> Stove. <laughs> yes. I was Gas Stove. Oh, I was God, that was so good. And Charlene says, it's Gas Light. <laughs> Which is a really mm. good movie. Um, yes. And Mary Jo it says we're trying to give you the yeah, yeah, Suzanne, we're trying to give you that old gas stove treatment. <laughs> and then Anthony comes in and we kind of repeat this whole process again. Like he also knows that Sam Malton is the richest man in America. And then he asks Charlene, by the way, how's he getting along? And Suzanne's like, Done.
0: <laughs> mm, I love it.
1: And then a man by the name of Albert Calloway comes mm-hmm. in. Oh he's looking for he thinks Suzanne That's not Mr. He, he asks Who's Mr. about Cohen? Sugar Baker. Who is Mr. Cohen?
0: Shoot, I don't know. Sorry, I thought that was who that would be. I
1: don't know. Okay, me too. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't remember his name. Yeah, um, but he has a proposition to discuss with who he thinks is Suzanne, because he just says Miss Sugarbaker, and she's like, "Oh, that's me," because of course, like, Suzanne's going to automatically think whoever needs something or wants something is referring to her and yeah, not oh, Julia. Of course,
0: of course, yes.
1: Um, so and right. so he says that he works for an organization called Make a Dream Come True. And, uh, he has an unusual request from a gentleman in Atlanta and like they don't deal with adults or take romantic requests, but he felt like in an unofficial capacity, he could pass this along to her. He was a classmate in high school and before he's dying of a rare form of lymphoma and he wants to spend a night with Suzanne and Suzanne uh, turns around to everybody. And accuses them of this continuing to be part of them messing with her. Yeah. It's not. No. Uh, Charlene thinks it's quite romantic. Yeah, of course she does. And the guy says that he's always been in love with her. His name is Donald Stillman. Um, and the guy says, or the Calloway says that you know, well, he did look like quite a bit older than uh-huh. you, but you know, he is sick or whatever. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, of course he looks older than me. Everyone looks <laughs> older than me. I so much, I love that. <laughs> Um, and so in lieu of spending time with him, she offers to mail him a picture of her. And he oh. doesn't have the address, so he goes out to his car to get the address. Mm-hmm. And Charlene, while he's out, talks about how it must be awesome to be a dying man's last request. But I suppose you're used to it with all the men in the nursing home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sick burn, oh. <laughs> payback for earlier. Mm-hmm um and julia says that the whole thing sounds odd but if he's actually dying like don't you think you can do better than just sending him an autographed hey. picture and suzanne's like well maybe i can send him a ribbon from one of my beauty pageants and julia's like that's not <gasps> what i meant <laughs> and suzanne says well you don't think i should actually spend a night with him oh, gosh. And julia says nobody thinks you should do that no. And charlene says donald stillman does <laughs> yep. julia's like charlene please uh-huh. <laughs> And uh, Julia, she says that, you know, I'm just saying, like, call him up, at least meet him for a cup of coffee or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And the guy brings back the name and address and he finds out that there are two sugar bakers and (laughs) all of this was actually meant for Julia. He didn't realize they were sisters. And Suzanne is just so pleased. She has this like this look on her face, like the cat who ate the canary (laughs) when it's actually Julia and not her. And Suzanne says, oh, don't worry about it. You know, it can be corrected. And she, like, grabs the address and takes it over to Julia with a smirk on her face and says, Julia, I think this is for you. (laughs) And so we cut to sugar bakers later. And Julia has busted out all her old yearbooks. And, like, she can't find find any pictures of him. No pictures. So she finally gets the one from senior year, and she's like, he's got to be in this one. Even if he wasn't in any clubs or did anything, like, he's got to be in, like, the senior pictures. And it just says, no photo available. And Mary Jo says, does he just not show up on film? Like, what? <laughs> what's up? Oh, um, yeah. And she's worried he might be a mass murderer. Love it. And she's trying to convince Julie to not go, because they've planned to go to a uh, dinner and – Mary Jo's trying to convince Julia to not go and she's like look it's totally fine like we're meeting there I'm driving my own car it's the most expensive restaurant in Atlanta I wouldn't exactly call it dangerous Uh and Mary Jo's still not crazy about it and Anthony says yeah me neither and so they have planned all of them to also go have dinner at this restaurant just to keep an eye on Julia to make sure he's not a serial killer and they'll be there and she's and Mary Jo points out and Anthony will be there in case you need him Uh (laughs) poor Anthony always Um, always and so she asks if um, Reese knows about this and Julia says that Reese is in Memphis but I explained it to him and all you know it's fine whatever and Mary Jo asks what he said and he said when she told him that this guy was dying Reese said "Uh, well we're all dying (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep and then <clears throat> Suzanne comes back in with stories about uh, Southern people. Um, first, she ran into Trish Weddington yep. at the beauty shop. And she was a year younger than Julia in school, but she has, like, all of these lines on her face. <sighs> and she was asking her about this Donald person. And she said that he wore big, th- thick glasses and was a huge so nerd. That's all? And big, thick
0: glasses? That's all we got?
1: That's all we got, oh. and Julia says sarcastically, "Well, it's probably just as well he's dying, oh, then, God. because that's all Suzanne remembers—is the nerd in big thick glasses." Oh. Um, and Suzanne says she also told me to tell you that Janie Bartlett has gotten so huge they even did liposuction on her elbows. That cracked me up. That line for some reason. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I love it.
1: And here's the best name out of the bunch: and Nelda Ketcherside's oh. husband has become a complete homosexual. A complete one. Complete. Finally. Complete Complete homosexual. Finally. The transformation (laughs) (laughs) is is complete. complete. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Julia says, well, thank you, Suzanne. And please thank Trish when you see her also. She says she's going to go upstairs to pick out her outfit unless they want to keep talking about all of this. And Anthony says, um, you know, she's talking about a condemned man uh, who's looking for the biggest night of his (sighs) life now. I have some experience with this in prison. Uh Go with industrial colors and make it big and ugly. Uh And uh, Mary Jo says that um, Governor Clinton has agreed to speak at Suzanne's benefit. And she's telling this to Suzanne. And also the mayor's office called and, you know, it's a big deal. So they want to get together, like get her to call them back so they can know all about the arrangements for the speaker and the event and all that. And then also, Charlene left a bunch of checks on her desk for Suzanne <laughs> from Fred Smith and yeah. everybody. <clears throat> and Suzanne is, like, over the moon. She oh, can't God. believe it was it. Al- I
0: was like, she's totally, <laughs> I've never seen her so excited about a person on this show.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And Charlene comes in, and she's super excited because she just got her first sonogram pictures. And, like, Suzanne will not drop this whole money thing. No. like. Charlene and Mary Jo are freaking out because this is Charlene's first baby and they're so excited. And Suzanne just keeps talking about the money. Yeah. And then we cut to the restaurant. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Suzanne says, This is just like in Memphis. Whenever you put one black man with three white women oh, at a table, it's just going to look strange. And that's all there is oh, to it. God. Like, why are we still Wait, talking about Memphis? This? So I don't know, <laughs> Suzanne. That reference. I think it. I guess it was when they were in Memphis. Oh, there was an episode in Memphis. I don't remember which one. Yeah. And I guess they had to eat together or something. Or either it might I have guess been when she together. and Anthony <laughs> <laughs> something. Uh-huh. Either that or it was when Suzanne and Anthony stayed together and she was yeah, talking. Yeah, that's
0: all I was one I don't know.
1: All right. I can't um, remember. Will do a podcast um, but about the show? At dinner, Suzanne. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we, don't know it's, uh, we don't know shit. We don't know shit. Um, Suzanne is sucking up to Charlene <clears throat> Constantly because of this money uh-huh. still And says maybe later they can call Some of her other friends in Arkansas um, About this time A dude with glasses uh-huh. comes in And Mary Jo says that's probably yeah. him And Suzanne says Major nerd alert I can't believe she <laughs> me. He looks normal I feel like he looks he looks I'm fine so He's like a dude with glasses yeah. He's fine um and Charlene says, "What difference does it make if he's a nerd? Like this is not the dating uh-huh. game." And and Susan's like, "I'm so sorry. You're not you're not mad at me, are you?" Uh, and Charlene's so enjoying it. It's a good it. she's place like,
0: to be in this position she's got. It is, yeah,
1: yeah. And she's like, "No, just don't let it happen yeah. again." And then Julia comes in looking radiant. She looks gorgeous. Dress. She looks so yeah. good. And Mary Jo says that she's like I can't believe she wore that dress after everything Uh and Charlene says well just because she's not going to spend the night with a man who's dying doesn't mean she shouldn't give him a good send off (laughs) and they sit down we cut to their table and he says that he's rehearsed so many opening lines but she looks so damn beautiful that he can't say anything else except you look so damn beautiful everything that comes out of this guy's (laughs) mouth makes me feel uncomfortable I don't right know
0: why exactly <laughs> but like everything i'm like it's like that's not that bad it gets real worse in like a minute but like i'm just kind of like, ah <laughs> I don't like yeah like julia's today. trying to
1: be like nice yeah. and an adult and like you know talk about topics and he just <sighs> it's just, it's weird she's very charming in this and she says you know i'm sorry yeah that
0: was the part like when she's like folding uh-huh. the napkin on her lap and she's like just so charming she's like i'm sorry i can't like remember you it's like mm-hmm. that southern charm is like like so perfectly shown right there <laughs> it's killing me mm-hmm. yeah definitely
1: like all evening she's yeah. just so nice yeah. and she's like i thought when i saw you i would recognize you and remember you you know but i don't and he, she says she asks him about what he was like mm-hmm. in high school cuz she doesn't remember him And he says he doesn't remember him in high school. He just remembers her. Yeah, that's the one that I was like, ah! some (laughs) comfort. Don't like that comment! (laughs) (laughs) And he says that his head looked the same, but his body only weighed about 80 pounds. He looked like an unborn bird.
0: I saw a drawing recently that was like, it was talking about chickens, and it was like, egg. And then it was like, chick. And then it was like, what the hell happened? And then it was like, chicken. It was on, I think, the oatmeal or something (laughs) like that, where it's like, um, teenager chickens are very weird looking. So that's what I kind of pictured in my head (laughs) when he's talking about an unborn bird. That's funny. Just like a mess.
1: Um, And... Just a mess. Yeah. And he says that uh, she, on the other hand, looked like a cross between Jennifer Jones and Veronica from the Archie <laughs> comics. Uh-huh. He even remembers her clothes. Uh-huh. Like, he talks specifically about, like, a shawl that yeah, she used but, to yeah, wear this, that he was, remembers.
0: A, like a Spanish sh- black shawl or something like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's and uh, he says he remembers how she used to come roaring into the parking lot in that old Aston Martin. <laughs> yeah. Like whoa, That's impressive. That's fancy yeah. for someone
0: in high school. A high school kid. Yeah, it was her grandfather. You gonna let a and... high school kid drive your ass yeah. to Dan Martin to school. What kind of nonsense? Even Great. if they're responsible, there are other damn hot teenagers in that
1: fucking there lot. There are other teenagers <laughs> driving nope. cars, making terrible yep. decisions. Um and so she asks him about what he does now, and he's an astronomer. And then he like immediately takes it back to her and like wants to thank her for coming there tonight. Sorry. And he said that he wanted to tell her this in person, that like all his life he's been afraid of things. And since he found out that he's gonna die, he's not afraid of anything, well, and it kind of frees you to do all the things that you've wanted to do your whole I life. That's true. And she was on the top of his list. That always has been. Weird. So there was nothing wrong with that statement. He could have stopped, yeah, he could have just stopped. until he ah. had to say she was always at the top of the list. Yeah. And she's being super gracious oh, and like fantastic. takes his hand. And then we cut back to Sugar Bakers, and they're, like, slow dancing. I mean, it's gotta be, because, oh,
0: wait, there's a cute little bit before that where they're, like, talking about, like, poetry and all kinds of stuff before they're, like, dancing,
1: right? Uh, no, they dance, oh, and then they, they talk, talk about poetry, oh, okay, then they okay, dance okay. again. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, um, This is the part where they're dancing, and, like, Anthony and Suzanne oh, and Charlene oh, and Mary Jo oh, yes, are all looking, sorry, through looking through the window. the window.
0: Right, yes, yes, yes. No, sorry. like... I
1: don't want to be rude, but, like, (laughs) there's this group of people at the table during dinner, and they're, like, staring through your window right now. (laughs) And she's like, oh, that's just my sister and three overzealous friends who are afraid you might be some kind of a nut.
0: It's also weird seeing, like, this part of – are they at her
1: house? Are they at his house? Yeah, I think they're at Sugar Bakers. But it's like, we're seeing... Because we see her... I do see her desk on... Okay, it, the room, the interior looks different. And then we actually see
0: kind of an exterior when they're, like, in the car. It does. And I'm like, why is this weird yeah. set? Okay.
1: Yeah, I was trying to figure that out, too. But when I saw her desk, I was like, okay, this must be Sugar Bakers. Okay. But, like, I think she set up that speaker system, uh, I think. Okay. Unless we're supposed to be at his place. That but would be weird. They should have found... <laughs> At his place, <laughs> and so they start talking. <laughs> yeah, that'd be uh-huh. weird. Um, and so she asks him if he went to the prom, and he says yes, he went with Loretta Gar. That's and cute. Julia said, "Is that the large girl who always had a toothpick no, in her mouth?" Yeah. And he was like, "Yep, I thought she'd take the toothpick out for prom, but <laughs> she didn't." Oh, that's her signature. And feature. Julia's really surprised. Yep, <laughs> that she's having a good uh-huh. time, and then we cut to outside in the car everybody's sitting in the car and Suzanne's like I don't understand it's after 11 o'clock is Julia out of her mm-hmm. mind maybe he hypnotized her he does have weird eyes <laughs> so Mary Jo's like no he doesn't they're just thick glasses yeah. and then Suzanne starts complaining that the car smells like garlic oh, we had garlic. garlic for dinner yeah. everybody says you did you did <laughs> And then we cut to back inside and this is where they're like talking about books and poetry. And he reads a bit of, um, I think Romeo and Juliet and Julia says she can't believe that he didn't join the Shakespeare club because he like has such an affinity for books Mm -hmm. and poetry. And then he kisses her. And, uh, he says, thank you. Uh, He's been waiting to do that for 30 years. Um, and she tells him that she didn't have any qualms about meeting him at all. She thought that she could handle it perfectly but, you know, she has to tell him that there is someone in her life. Uh, yes. However, she does find him quite attractive yeah. and, like, thinks that she might be getting into a little bit of trouble here. And he says that's the nicest thing anybody has ever said to mm-hmm. me. And Julia suggests that they would be friends, and he's like, nope, I just want to remember this one night for whatever time I have left. Yeah, I and mean, he's,
0: like, dying. That's
1: um, the weird thing about all this. Yeah. And she she tells him, she's like, you know, you understand, like, I can't take this any further and he says that he knows and she says then again there's more than one way to spend the night together so she's like basically offering to spend this time with him but like not go any further than they've already gone um and he says yes and i'm interested in every one of them and then the phone rings and it's (laughs) suzanne from
0: her car phone Uh,
1: and she says (laughs) Julia, this is your sister. We are right outside. We're tired, stuffed, our feet hurt, and we want to go home. If you're if you're in there being bored to death or being held hostage by this nerd maniac, then I suggest you turn on all the lights right now. Otherwise, we'll be on our way. Assuming you are a cheap little tart, Tom, Dick, and Harry with the head cold. (laughs) I was not not expecting that. Oh god. We're watching the window and waiting for your signal. Bye. And she hangs up. And then, like two seconds later, Julia turns off yes, all the lights done. in the house. Go away. Uh, and then we cut to them dancing to "I Only Have Eyes for You." Uh, and they do that for like 15-30 seconds. And then the plump, plump it is. part, you and know. Then... <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we hit um the end <laughs> with the credits. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say it that way. And
0: we had the, I was uh, trying to open the file to find
1: an outfit. And so I was like doing too many doing things, too many many things at once. <laughs> like two things. It's like how
0: I was like trying to maybe find Alice and Chicken Picture for just a second. I was like, no, I'm not going to <laughs> <laughs> do that. I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to actually listen. Um, so you had, I actually didn't have one. I did not like any of the outfits in this episode. They were so weird. So you talk about yours. They
1: were weird. Uh, it's just Julia's. Yeah, restaurant. that was the only one that um, I was like, okay, this is nice. It was more
0: even just like how she was wearing it. It's actually nice. Like, she,
1: yeah. it was just gorgeous on yeah, her. Yeah, it looked really good on yeah. her. Mm-hmm. It's like a deep, deep, like purplish mm-hmm. blue. Um, and it's like cinched in at her waist. Mm-hmm. Can you go back to her wearing it, please? It? Thank you. Uh, it's low cut, but it's very like... Um, like classy it's not yes. like trashy low-cut <laughs> oh like you see like hints of cleavage Oh my goodness. uh of course huge shoulder pads um and giant earrings and yeah it looks really good on her mm-hmm. the way it's kind of almost like a, like a wrap dress so it has it looks really good on her figure yeah
0: yeah that was that was the only one that i was like yeah that's good yep. <laughs> otherwise i was that's like i it. don't
1: want to I don't like no, Yeah, that one's good. Yeah. All like, oh my life. God. Like, what did Charlene wear? What, what is the happening? Poor thing. Like, people get pregnant oh in the 80s God. and you just put them in, like, a sack uh, <laughs> with buttons. Uh,
0: poor Charlene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's where we're at. So I guess that's our <laughs> episode, huh?
1: That's our episode. Yeah. It was weird.
0: Yeah. I, I When I, Welcome to season I like, four. texted you, I was like, this is a weird episode. And you said, like, like Suzanne is on something. <laughs> something like that. It was so <laughs> yeah. Funny. Is she Like, high? She's, she's got something going on there. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. Well, Leslie, where can people find us?
1: <laughs> Everywhere. Mm-hmm. All over the internet. Um, We are the girls who came to Sugar Breakers on our Podbean site and iTunes. Mm-hmm. We are Sugar Baker girls pretty much everywhere else, including um, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, Pinterest, Facebook. If you do like us, please take a moment to rate and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Yay. Uh,
0: thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for so listening. We'll, uh, catch you next week. Yeah. See Yay. you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, my buddy, my Just me. They turn into actual like wolves, like Twilight. Like right. not like they
1: turn into like you know, like, Michael J. Fox. Michael Jacks J. Fox. Michael
0: Jackson, no one. Oh, Michael Jackson actually in Thriller, right. Yes. Oh yeah, he was yeah. You got it. You that's what you're meaning to talk about. I knew about. what I was talking yeah, about. you knew it.